Hey guys, welcome to the last three digits where we're talking about money and everything in between. Because they would have come to your 400 pound birthday dinner. I don't ask for much. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> like, it's just one day a year. Yeah, fair enough. Friday's a school. Oh, when people are Saturday's Hakkasan. And Sunday we go to Miami. Because girls are usually gassed by the, the, the middle amounts. And this is probably why girls don't go for a higher salary. In Hey everyone, welcome back to the last three digits where we talk money and everything in between. How's everyone? Why, why did you become American for the intro? Um, because I used to do that a lot growing up. We, we grew up on a lot of American TV, but things are changing. Should I, should I do my UK voice? Hello everyone, welcome to the last three digits. That's not your UK voice. Yeah, that wasn't. That, that, you're definitely that, from South. What? 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 That, was, that, was Wait, definitely your, that was your give me a job voice. Don't even try yeah. that. Yeah. Look at my blazer. This is definitely give me a job voice. I've been now. I've been um, in meetings and interviews all day. It's my bad. Jobs, just panels. You know. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Forgive us. Oh Forgive my God. Forgive us, normal people. Uh, Disu, speaking of you saying, oh, yeah, you're from down south, I recently got a client who's come from Chicago, right, um, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm from South London. He was like, no, nah, you're not from the south, though. I was like, uh, sir, I understand. <laughs> I was like, I understand Chicago can be rough, but... Tell him to take that Yankee shit out of here, cuz. <laughs> no, he lives, he lives in the UK now, so he was basically saying, like, this, this we should get... No, nah, I don't know. Maybe one day day we get him on the podcast, but he was basically like, you lot think this is ends, but like, this is not ends. America, he was like, you want to chat about real nitty gritty, shy town is ends. Shy town's not ends, shy town's Syria with Wi-Fi. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. I hate when people people try to do flipping struggle Olympics with these things, bro. But he actually actually can because... No, it's true. Everything's, what I'm saying is everything's relative to where you live, bro. Mm-hmm. For instance, if if man are in, if man are getting bombed, or whatever, and they believe yo, this is the ghetto, or whatever, in comparison to people that are getting shot or people that get stabbed or whatever, it is what it is. That's where you live. I only find it weird when people that like it doesn't affect them at all start speaking about it. That's when I find it weird. I can't lie. Certain demographics. This yeah. is super random, but I think the reason I'm lacking some eye hair, I mean some eyebrow hair. Um, <laughs> she said eye is- hair. Eyebrow hairs because I, I, when I was younger, I put some slits in, and I just think it's just never grown back. Oh, you know, it reminds me of Ayo. You know, you know them girls, yeah. That, <laughs> you know them girls that hit you with the. Um, my mom cut my hair when I was four and a half, and I don't. <laughs> well, I actually cut my hair four years ago, and it's grown back very well. You do that too, Bola. Clap back like your Ayo with a unicorn shirt. <laughs> Eric no, Bolo back again, you know. That was so funny. That was so oh my funny. days. I used to watch that, that every day. That was hilarious. Oh look at you! You're so excited. Oh, come nah, see. He's reaching to me every day. for you today, blue do rag. No, because you, you guys try pan me, and I had to give you like a little certain certain. No, go away, man. <laughs> no, bullying, bullying is wrong. <laughs> yes, it is on all levels. Um, <laughs> I see you doing your young antibacteria wipe down of your mic. No, I was just I was just being a loser. I was like, why is this? No, not loser, please, please, not being the loser. I hear that. Can we speak about duty of oh my gosh, no Nico, careful, that's a good mic. Have you do you do it regularly? <laughs> I, I don't I'm not, I was joking, I'm not. Please, I was so scared. No, I I've ruined two humidifiers that way. 
Okay, duty of care. We got an Wait, you don't you don't scroll past that. How did you pam two? Yeah, what? <laughs> By putting antibacterial on it. Um, no, because I, I washed it like a bush girl. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you washing a de- dehumidifier? Why can't you just wipe it with a wipe? You know how I am. You've seen how OCD I can be. I know. It's, I just wanted to explain to the listeners. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Word to Bashi. Okay, so we got an email and the title is, I still need drip now. Oh my gosh. Message. <laughs> I want to, okay, can you say his name, Nigo? Because I don't want to say it wrong. It's, I'm not looking uh, at the email. Oh, sorry. I am. It's, uh, it's spelled M-B-O-N-G-E-N-I. So I want to say Bongeni. Bongeni? Uh, softer on a B and you got it. I'm sorry. So you know I'm Nigerian. That's a softer on a B. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it's a... Hey. A little less parsley, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is it? You know, uh, someone, uh, taught, someone taught me that to understand how to read Yoruba. Because in Zim, we, we, like, we have silent letters and stuff like that, whatever. Mm. But they taught me that in to read Yoruba, you just read it literally as it's said. <laughs> <laughs> like, letter for letter. I'm, sure, I'm trying not to be offended. <laughs> I'm trying not to be offended. But I, I, face is hilarious. Are you looking, are you looking at the, um, the message as well that we got? Okay. So he said, I'm sorry if I got your name wrong, especially because my name's Bola and I was on a call today where people called me Bola. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't laugh. Now, speaking about corona, we're not making that joke. (laughs) But go on. (laughs) Why you racist? (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) So Hangtai MM, he says, hi guys. She said he's a chocolate, you know. Flipping it. No, I didn't say that. So... Bongeni said, "Hi guys, big fan of the pod. It will be very, it will be very, very big one day. Oh, God bless you. Mm, also, mm. shout out to my, to my Zim brother, Nigo. Boo, true, Mr. Moranga. Let's go. Jeez, Disu may be okay. able to touch on this more as he's the econ guy. <laughs> and my question is basically about intertemporal choice." You talk a lot on the pod about saving slash investing now for the future, but how do you decide when it's right to spend on yourself now so you can still enjoy while you're young? Mm. And um, should I say the last bit? Okay. Last bit is also, I'll go back on it. Also, do you feel that since our parents sacrificed so much coming to this country, we almost have a duty to sacrifice in our lifetime too, so that future generations of our families are well off? Otherwise, we undermine the choice our parents made. Really interested to hear your thoughts, uh, Bongeni or Bongeni. True. So I guess the first question he had, um, shout out for using the email that we always put at the end. Thank you for writing us in. Um, he was basically saying, you talk a lot about spending or investing now for the future, but how do you decide when it's right to spend on yourself now so you can enjoy while you're young? Okay, so he's talking about being young and still wanting drip now. Um, Dissy, would you like to start? Because your economic... confirm. Movie kicks and I got it bust down. Now, um, I think, obviously one of the key economic theories is opportunity cost. And that's when, what do you give up when you make a certain choice? So let's say, for example, if you have £10 in your pocket and you go and buy, I don't know, like a double cheeseburger from McDonald's, a double cheeseburger meal, I don't know, like let's say chicken nuggets and it costs you £10. The opportunity cost of 
buying that McDonald's meal is that you could have maybe bought a half chicken from Nando's or you could have went and bought some ingredients and made a meal from scratch, Sainsbury's. So it's about looking at opportunity cost of if I save a lot and like aggressively save, aggressively invest, what am I potentially missing out on? And I think that balance is basically really due to personal preference. Mm-hmm. Truly, because I think people see different. I got one of my boys. He's been a big, 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 big saver. Big saver. Very, very diligent with his money. Doesn't have to spend money at all. Like not on nothing, nothing at all. And now he's got like a very nice house. He's got a very nice car. He's probably gonna change his house again. So, I think that was a sacrifice that he was happy to make. You get me. But other people are maybe are willing to wait a bit longer for certain things so they can enjoy their 20s or early 30s or 30s. And that might be in the form of holidays, for example, going on three, four holidays a year or maybe buying nice clothes. And I think I do think it's, it's important to kind of reward yourself for the money, for the hard work that you're putting in. Depending on your mentality, some people, they just simply can't not see the fruits of their labor in the short term at all because it will drive them mad because they feel like they're working and just not enjoying themselves. So I know I think it's really, really dependent on your personality. That's what I think personally. So your personality will determine what is an opp- what the opportunity cost. Yeah, facts. And what what you what what's accessible to you? Yeah, definitely. Um, that was such a diplomatic answer. <laughs> what do you mean? Like it was very oh, it's very dependent on your risk appetite, and you know. It's true though, because for, like for example, like. Certain man that if they like, for example, like if you're not that keen on, I don't know, like owning a home, and I know some people are like that. If you're not, like if you're just like quite relaxed and laid back, then you could probably enjoy yourself with your money now. You see what I'm saying? But some people have a really hard line goal that like I want to save 15k by the end of the year and then 45k by in three years. Duh, 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 duh. Then you really you really have to kind of temper back how much you're enjoying. And also, this is also depends on how much you earn. Because after you've um, handled all your costs, how much have you got left over? Because if you've got like a very, very small amount left over, it's going to be very difficult to be able to invest, let alone um, let alone save, invest and enjoy your life. So it's, it's, a, very, it's a very situational thing. I don't, think, I don't think you can make a blanket statement for something that's very situational. Yeah, that's true. So I guess it's each, each, right now it's really each to their own pocket, right? You could, and it's not even about how much you make, like two people could come from similar backgrounds and both be on, let's say, for example, 50K. And then one could say, yo, let's go to brunch here. And that same person on that same money could say, no, I can't. And their circumstances could just be different, right? So Mm. it's not always about the um having the same salary and stuff it's literally about your circumstances so you know there's sorry i cut you off my apologies i can't i can't lie rich girl chronicles someone said to me one of my clients hangs out rich girl chronicles said my birthday's coming up i want to buy something like i want to i want to like spend on drip and i said oh okay cool where are you going and that's all i'll say on that point nigo that's a very, that's a very, that's a very good point. That's one of them ones that just that's sit you down. I think I'm, yeah, like, it, I'm, I'm going nowhere. So where do we go from here, Bola? Yeah, I can't lie. I still been. Buying clothes and ice. <laughs> like, where do we go from here, Bola? Where do we go from here, Coach? I lie. I've been buying clothes in isolation, knowing I'm going nowhere with them as well. Still, but <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, no, I think I think it also depends on on fulfillment and what that what that means to you. I think there are some people that get fulfillment of um, emotional decisions. For instance, the feel good factor of buying new clothes, mm. um, and there are people that that's even part of their brand or part of their person, like who they are. So mm-hmm. by by brand, what I mean is there are I've I've sat around other artists who have said, look, if I don't pull up in the latest whatever clothes, then my brand image goes down because essentially what they're saying is the validation of their brand isn't just on their art it's also on their appearance Mm -hmm. Um, and we we can we can see that with like some big celebrities i can't think of any off head to say but there are celebrities that we know if they start pulling up in the same thing two or three times and because of the image they've built um the perception of them might be a bit different um but there are those that pull up every day in the set like for instance you know people always boast about bill gates wears the same white top or whatever not now. Probably, probably has 500 of the same white top as mark zuckerberg yeah mark zuckerberg do you know what i'm saying but yeah so it, it depends man on wears, man wears blue, sorry man wears baluti you know like them tees are four bills you yeah. would think mark zuckerberg's getting a uh what's it what's, what's them tees fruit and aluminum fruit and lose. that's all that's what i'm thinking about they get some from a young ebay he gets a, a quick 50 pack from china darkers <laughs> aluti teas that cost five bills fruit, a pop. fruit and aluminum make you just itch make you, <laughs> don't you start thinking you're doing a new skank for tiktok and that bro you've you got aluminum. corona when you're rocking a, a <laughs> fruit and aluminum that 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 top there i can't explain it but if you ever seen anyone with like a them pictures when you get arrested or whatever they're probably wearing a fruit and aluminum top fam. that looks that 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 thing is criminal fam but yeah so it just it just depends on what your appetite is and what what's the purpose and why you're doing it. Um, if it brings you, if that's what your fulfillment is and that's what your brand is, run it. But if you, I guess if you have more discipline and you don't have that same sort of image, then obviously, as I was talking about, of opportunity costs, um, maybe look into other things that could even multiply your money. I like that. Multiply. And his his last question is also do you feel that since our parents sacrificed so much coming to this country we almost have a duty to sacrifice in our lifetime too so that future generations of our families are well off otherwise wouldn't we undermine the choice our parents made that's a that's that's a really weighty question and i get where he's coming from right um that you know our parents moved here and i'm assuming that when you say to this country you mean to the uk mm-hmm. um it's it's t- it's tough I, I there's no there's no right answer there's no there's no such thing as right or wrong in this situation i'll be true yeah i've from young i felt the pressure of having to be successful for the basis of how my parents came in oh yeah correct and i'm more i'm more than happy to be a success in light of my lineage and in light of everything my mum and dad did. But the question is, do we define success differently? Um, what do you mean? Sorry, say that like again. From our parents. So like, for example, my father was a lawyer. Um, my, oh, mother, yeah, yeah. my mother was an accountant. If I decide that I want to do something that's different from what they understand in their time, is that an issue? Yeah, I f- like... Success is always going to be subjective, always. Especially in that generation com- coming to this generation where I think the internet became a popular thing in, the, I, I believe, around about the 90s, like early 90s. Um, so to a lot of them, a lot of the careers 
that have now come in place are very new careers. They're lucrative. Some of them are as lucrative or even more lucrative than some of the careers that they looked up to in the past generation. And I've always thought one of the main reasons that parents, especially from, um, I can only speak from, from my perspective of being in Zimbabwe, but from African countries, one of the reasons a lot of parents want us to be certain careers is because of the financial stability it comes with. So the image impression it comes with. So um, a lot of the times when they want us to be something, it's for, I guess, our safety financially. Yeah. Um, and until, like, in my career, I'll be completely honest, obviously I, I do spoken word, I'm an author, whatever. My parents didn't really look at it as a career until they saw money. Not as in me giving them money. Obviously mm-hmm. that happened, but until they realised, wait, this kid's okay. They didn't, like, I, I'm talking like my dad would be saying to me, why don't you apply for this one? And in my head, I'm thinking the jobs you're offering me, I make more than. But because you, like, I'm very, like, especially with people, like, I'm not going to say to you, I make this much or whatever, whatever. So I think in their head, the silence on top of their perception made them think this career path can't be lucrative, if that makes sense. And I think with a lot of our parents' generation, they have to see earnings. Because obviously, like, to be real, they made an investment. Yeah. Um, Having us was an investment. And naturally you want to see a return on your investment you, you we, we're gonna judge our I don't know if it's an investment having us I don't feel like they I feel maybe some parents think see it that way some parents definitely don't see it that way some even if they see it or not that's it's what it is I don't get an investment. It. we're anything we're we're the big their big their biggest effort cash loss wouldn't it that still be an investment even if you lose yeah because return on investment can be positive or negative can't it be negative yeah yeah, okay, well, they're, we're their biggest L's then. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, yeah, I agree. I think it's like, like, no, no, like 100 I'm, I'm grand. Here, nah, I'm here yeah. to disagree. We're, we're all going to be positive returns in Jesus' name. Some people are L's, bruv. The fact you have to be Jesus is for sure. Listen, the last three digits, none of us are L's in Jesus' name, innit? Yeah, none. Yeah, God, really, talking God, about God, me, dog. Like, talking about me. That's talking about, you know what no, I mean? No, but in general, because I think, I can't remember the maths. It could be 100 or 20. I think it's 100. Like, over a, life, over a lifetime, I think they say the average that parents spend on their kids is 100 grand or something like that. Some, some number that I was like, whoa, that's a mazine. Because I still remember when, when my pops found out the number, he kept saying to me, he kept looking at me and saying, rah. I could have a hundred grand. Mm. I just, I just got you. Like, was... <laughs> so, yeah, it depends on the person. Disu. Yes. What, what, what's like? What are your thoughts on this? In terms of, do you feel a duty to like a duty of care to your parents? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely feel like I have a duty of care to to my parents. I feel like when you, especially when you see the sacrifice they've made and. You, as the older you get, to, you get to really understand how big that sacrifice was, especially when you become a working adult and you step into the world and know what it's like to, to go and out and earn a wage and having to balance your budgets. And then you factor, factor in how much like um, racism and prejudice they probably would have felt, um, mm. sexism as well, mm. from, like, for our mothers and that, and how and they've come the out mothers. strong. Yeah, and how they've come out strong and be able to pattern a decent standard of living for us. So I definitely feel like a duty of care. 
100%. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that stops us from progressing? In terms of, um, when I say say stops us from progressing, I'm talking the passing money up, um, which tends to be a common thing in our community from being successful. Because realistically, especially if we're first generation, our parents tend to, I'm not saying always, tend to have um, lesser um, lesser jobs than other groups. I think when I was looking at the stats, we are the highest for elementary jobs of all ethnic groups. I think we make up 14%, 14% of our community of blacks and 14% of the mixed community. Um, so both respectfully uh, are are in the elementary group and I think about 11% or something are in low skilled, um, et cetera. So there is, there is a large number of our parents that I hate to use the word, but, uh, almost sacrificed, um, in order for us to have a platform. Um, I would also say that there's a, sorry, go on. Go on, go on, go on. I'd also say, you know, there's a definite level of empathy that our parents have um and it's something i really rate um one of the one of the things that i love that i think many of our parents taught us is to have respect for everyone regardless of where they're from but i i see that when you say like the types of um what would you call it elementary um careers yeah yeah and you know some of those like you know um i don't know what counts as that but like even if you look at things like being teachers i don't know if that counts or nurses and things like that like taking care of someone else's life is such a big deal right and it's it's like it's 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 so highly rated but i get what you mean like the sacrifice they had to put in the hours they have to put in i used to work in a care home care assistants doing 12-hour shifts um aunties you know i see aunties walking past they're like they're doing like i think you can do three to four days back to back and they're like 50 plus and they're going home to cook for the family like that's it's not an easy feat I agree, which is why I'm saying that like, the sacrifice that they had to make in hours. Like yeah. I remember being a kid and thinking, "Raw, like the, like you know how London is built. Like you have a rich family in, in one house, and then literally three doors down, you have like um, a, a lesser off family in terms of income, etc." I remember being in school thinking, "Raw, my, my mum works like literally over hours, but we don't have the same things as those people down the road." It didn't make rational sense to me because as a kid, you just think. Mum's gone to work, they've gone to work, we should have the exact same amount of money. Um, but even if you look at how we came to this country, so if you, if you look at, uh, if you start with Caribbeans, I think 1948, 22nd of June 1948 is when uh, that, when a lot of them started coming in through Windrush. Um, and a lot of them came in through caring roles and um, basically roles to try and help rebuild the country. Because what happened is the UK just got touched. Um, they're bringing in, they, they need to bring in people from other countries in order to help them. And a lot of, for instance, Caribbean people's parents um, had to take on roles to help. Because obviously the lies were told to them that the UK is paid with gold or whatever. Um, so they took on roles to come here, give a better opportunity for the next generation and to give themselves a shot at life or whatever. And then a lot of uh, African parents also have come here in nurturing roles, nurses, etc. cetera. Um, and I just, I, I wonder like the whole thing about us passing up money, which is tends to be what, what, what we do, 
Um, do you think that's something that will continue into the next generation? Yeah. Depends on, depends on the person's values. And if some people, it depends on your values. And if you think that's necessary, some people literally like, uh, I, I, I've read some articles where you see like uh, millionaires or billionaires who say that they're leaving their children the bare minimum and that they're given the rest to charities and things like that and I get it from a respect but then you have to look at your circumstances would I do that personally no but um when my children's come up on my wealth like for example like you know you have a son cool it's like Davido Davido wants to be a creative and like yeah he can't sit on my money hang tight Davido because he's out there making it work for himself as well but it's just about You've got to set the limits. I, I can't give my kids all my wealth. There's other, there, there will be other people. Hey, I'm little, little get getting nothing, bro. Go, 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 grind. Get nothing. Go grind. Oh, <laughs> Hit the streets. Hit the streets, bro. <laughs> you know what the Spartans, what the Spartans used to do, yeah, in ancient Greece, they used to leave their youths in the mountains and come and see a month if they're still active. Like if they die, then they die. If they really? still alive, then yeah, you could be, you could be patterned. Like that's what I'm on, man. I can't. I can't. No, I'm, I'm, I'm more than. I'm more than likely gonna um, pass down my inheritance to my kids. Um, oh, okay. Who's, who else will get inheritance? Maybe like no one, one bro. Right. Every, everyone else got to do their own thing. Don't saying. don't don't do them dirty like like, like, ghost. ghost, like ghosted in power. That was dirty. Don't. Nah, I did. I'm probably when I can't lie, I was influenced by that. Still, what the whole thing about you got to get your degree first. Yeah, I'm gonna give them some oh, sort of stipulation. You paid this bill. It's gonna be something like you got at least I don't know you gotta you gotta make you gotta show fifty k cash or something and then you can unlock the rest of the p. I'm gonna give them some sort of but I'm a competitive guy so I'm gonna give them something but no I'm gonna pass that because especially like um, in America um, in America um, more black people than white people tend to borrow money off of um, people outside of their family um, so that support system in house. Um, is very helpful, especially like when you go through university and stuff. I think we've spoken about it before. Like when we went to uni, I remember um, my mum saying she wished I didn't have to work um, while studying because so I could focus on one thing rather than um, having to work and having to study. Like there's so many different things when you can pass down, you give your kids an opportunity to do. And I think when we was kids, we used to always say like, oh, but I don't want my kids to be spoiled. I want them to have some sort of struggle. It's like, I don't, my personal opinion, I don't think giving a kid money um, would ruin their character. Um, I think maybe the lessons you give them with it could, if anything, help them. So I think ideally my hope is that the next generation, especially for my family, we stop passing money up. I don't want my kids to give me money. Um, I want them to, you know what I mean? So let me ask you both a question. In 10 to 15 years' time, if your child comes to you and says, I don't want to do a conventional career, mm. I want to be a TikTok warrior, what are you saying? How much does TikTok make? We don't know. Let's just say, let's just say, you know, like our parents, like back in the day, I don't want you to be a rapper. I don't want you to go and do acting. I don't want you to do multi or modeling. All of these now. <laughs> I, I need to. I need to know entry. I need to know entry level and income. Because obviously a rapper, you could say, oh, they make millions, but the entry no, level. But that's because you know what it is based on. No, that's what I'm saying. I'd ask them. They need to prove okay. it. To me. My dad. Well, and how do I... they? How do they prove it? If everything's on the internet, are you? Do they have to like? Can they show you the first thing on Google? 
I need I need to know before started. they before they stop working, they, they have to show me some some form of something. Like some form of income. Like when I first started, my dad used to make me give him Excel sheet breakdowns of my income and shit like that. Like mm. so I come from a very like practical household. I'm not if I can't lie, if they're doing something I think I right, that looks kind of embarrassing, I might I'm can't oh, lie, I might put my what's foot down. Embarrassing? What's it exactly? What's embarrassing? I'll get cancelled on Twitter if I say if I say what only fans. Then don't I, no, I don't, my kids can't have only fans. I don't even say that. I don't care. My kids can't have only fans. Web. Big facts. Big Web. facts. Ain't, ain't, ain't no one selling no feet pics and nothing. People, what does your face say? Um, in that, on that demon time, she might start only fans. I'm not. Whoo! You well, see no me in this blazer. My first, my first panel thing of today was at nine a.m. I'm um, no way, head, bro. If I see Why you say any demon? of that. You're, and I keep if you're selling the, toes, bro. And I keep seeing people with a response like when when people don't want them to have OnlyFans or not don't want them, but like when they're like when there's guys that are like okay, I don't want to date a girl with OnlyFans. People on Twitter keep saying, "Well, then you should pay the bills." Wait, what? How did we get here? Yeah, like what the hell is the correlation? Like, bro, just get another job. Like, what the hell? No, no, I mean you were just different, <laughs> isn't it? Like that's how that's how I said I don't date a drug dealer. Okay. Pay my bills then. Whoa. Yeah, like what the hell, man? Whoa. I'm only getting uh, OnlyFans. That's a myth, bro. This you didn't answer. Your child comes to you ten to fifteen years and says, "I don't want to do a conventional career." I have to say, I was going to put an asterisk on that because at the end of the day, whatever conventional career is today could be very different in ten to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And then they then say, "I want to be as we currently know where the future may potentially be heading. I want to be a TikTok warrior." What are you saying? TikTok call top technique. Get out of here, <laughs> Get out of here. You better go open your book, man. <laughs> I'm joking. Now, um, it depends. Like, like cause sometimes, yeah, yeah. Your kids ain't got talent like that. <laughs> sometimes your kid ain't God forbid, got talent. God forbid your future child hears this. Bruv, you have no talent. They can eat up Phil. Like, you can never make it. You can never make it. She's supposed to be a dinner man, so many students. Like, sometimes, yeah. These youths, they can't rap, they can't sing, they can't dance, they can't act. <laughs> so, <laughs> boy, maybe you can encourage it as like a young hobby, but like, some of these youths are trash in it, so they need to forget that dream. But um, I don't know, I'll just have to look at it objectively, like, what's their competency like? And then just support your children, what they want to do, because end of the day your children you don't want to like push your children away i think we from we especially for us from the generation yeah we should know better than anybody Facts. how like how bad this stuff is because we're seeing people who actually rebel against their parents then their parents like for example nigo for example like i remember when people were mocking when i was in sixth form people were mocking the kids that were taking up media and stuff and mm. then Jamal edwards and rashid blew up Facts. who's laughing now <laughs> who's Facts. laughing now <laughs> People who are doing YouTube, like, I remember, shout out my brother Andrea. She's like, when I first met her, like, time ago, just like 2011, she thought I wouldn't, like, think that she's, like, cool because she didn't go uni. I'm like, sorry, like, who cares? Like, mm. we don't go uni. People, but people didn't go uni and they're millionaires. Who, who gives a toss? Facts, facts. Out, she's been excellent in her, in her career. So there's so many different paths. I like to say every product that we own, the person that owns that company is probably a millionaire. So it shows that like, there's so many different ways to make money in this world, like, so... I think, on, I think I'm they, going to... They got no talent. <laughs> I definitely think I'm going to try and let my kid understand the separation between 
uh, it being a hobby and a career. Because a, a career can start off as a hobby. So, for instance, if it's something that I can, for instance, let's say they want to be a rapper. And even though I'm an artist and I understand how much money artistry can make, I still have to let them know, look, you still have to sort out your fundamentals, education, if you have to get a job for now, etc. And if you're as serious as you're saying, and you invest as much and it progresses into a position where you can no longer work, um, etc., then go, go for it. Right, go for it, kid. But I'm not letting my kid just listen to these tweets every day saying, quit your job and chase your dreams. And you've been rapping for 72 minutes. Hmm. And once, uh, last quick question before we move on. How have your parents supported your creative dreams? My, I can't lie. My, my mum, like, she's... When she hears someone say, Bola so, she said, yeah, yeah. My, my friends, they tell me, yeah, my daughter. Yeah, my daughter knows your daughter. Yeah, Bola so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what she says. She doesn't, she actually like probably doesn't get the rest of what I do. She's starting to get it a bit. Because when she's like, hey, you've been on this radio. Really? <laughs> what were you saying? But apart from that, so um, just even her acknowledging it is... Um, yeah, that's always a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, th- I think um, my my mum and yeah they um, first time they ever came to see me perform was at my solo show, um, and that shit was I can't lie that shit was beautiful to man innit? it I can't even lie to you just to have them there in it to get it so I think their presence in certain things and I'll be true when I first started man I didn't have anything like as in earning wise in it like if I wanted to. Um, at some of the peaks of my artistry career, I was at my brokest. Does that make sense? Yeah. Even though, like, I ended up, you know, I ended up doing well off it, but at some of my my highest peaks where other people would quit or whatever, if I wanted to go rent a flat or whatever, I wouldn't have been able to. So even just having the, the space to be able to create and live and not have to worry at the time, that was my thing. So that's why I'm very big on, like, um, trying to support them and, and do whatever I can. So yeah, I think their presence and, and I guess them allowing me to to do my thing is, is where my support came from. It's lit. Disu, how is your how has your parents supported Disu Nomics? Wait, wait, wait. I, I can't hear you. Neither can I. Oh, Disu. Wait there. Hello, can you hear me? We're back, you're back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, my mic came out, you get me? Like, my mic came out. Um, no, my dad's very supportive. He always asks me, both, both parents are, to be fair, but mainly my dad at first. He's always asking me questions about it and he, like, listens to it when he drives and stuff like that. And then um, my mum as well, she's always telling me, like, just to make sure I don't quit doing what I'm doing. Aww. That's beautiful, and then, man. And then, um, yeah, they always, obviously, I do, like, updates and stuff. So if I don't post one, like, at a certain time, they're like, ah, where's your update? I'm yeah. like, I've got, I'm at work. Like, where's your update? My, my mum watches, <laughs> my mum watches all of my videos, yeah? yeah. And sometimes, like, let's say it's a Sunday or whatever, yeah. She'll put like my videos on, you know, the TV and that. She'll put my videos on the big TV and just let it play mm. into the next. And I'll come downstairs and I'll be like, Mum, what are you doing? <laughs> but like today, I dropped the video, the one about Boris and whatever. I come downstairs and I see my mum watching it on her phone and that. So. Like, yeah, no, I can't lie. They can be very supportive. Were they supportive when I first started? <laughs> no, but I, I, think, I think it's different because obviously what you're doing is quite foreign to them. I think with me, yeah. 
maybe when I started, because I only started like four years ago. And then I think they've always, I think with me, like they, when I was young, like I'm talking like in secondary school, I used to listen to a lot of radio. Mm. So I'll listen to like Radio 5 Live and I'll listen to like all the politics shows and debate shows. So they know I was always into that. They know I was always into that. Obviously I studied economics, I work in finance and I always like to debate and argue and stuff like that. So I think they kind of- you. Yeah, so they kind of just kind of got it. And they they realise that with me talking about work, I always changing jobs. I said I hate it. I said I hate all my colleagues. I don't talk to them. It's boring. They, my mom, especially my mom, she's like, "Yeah, this corporate nine to five thing is not you. It's not you. Mm. You, you, you don't have. You get bored. You don't want to talk to your colleagues. You just want to be by yourself. It's not you. Like this is what you need. To, this is what you want to do. But you have to really put a real effort into it so you can, so you, so you can succeed. So I think yeah, it's probably a bit easier for me because let's say I wanted to, I don't know, uh, do something a bit more creative. Like let's say I wanted to be a painter or something. They might not." Received the same way, and I think maybe I sure to be fair, my parents like my sister, she'll sing when she's younger, they're quite supportive of her. And then my youngest brother, he's like really talented at sports, so he was playing football, he was gonna scout by a couple of Prem clubs, they always take him to football, and now he's doing basketball, and he's now like doing really well, and they're supportive of that. So, yeah, they're, they're not bad. That's amazing, that's amazing. Love to hear that. Shout out there, man, there, Steve. Hang tight, <laughs> hang tight, all the parents supporting, we're loving it. Hang tight, mommy, hang tight, mommy. And daddy, yeah, yeah, him too. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, the latest that um, I've been hearing is that Afro Nation have officially made it clear that there's gonna be no refunds and the festival is postponed till 2021. Don't look at me <laughs> like I owe you anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Charlamagne, are we live? I have kidnapped you, man. I can't lie. For them to say, we're not giving you a refund, but your tickets are valid until 2021. They have put man in the boot and said, yo. Uh, then 21, 21 look kind of lit, though. That's you, man. I'm not rolling, bro. Um, apparently, they've been encouraged to, like, people who want their money back have been encouraged to resell tickets by 15th of June. If they wait, 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 <laughs> I'm wait, I'm telling you, this is said, a kidnapping. I'm telling you, wait, they said so. If you want your money back, yeah, you panic, resell the next it, month. yeah, and you've got a month, <laughs> you have a month to sell a ticket for an event that is in a year, yeah, safe. I think they've even, um. <laughs> They've they've said they've, um, they've said that they've uh, they've put tickets on hold from because they're gonna sell more tickets and they've put tickets on hold from selling so that people can resell. Wait, I don't get it. So they've put tickets on hold in case people. So was... until September, you can't yeah. buy a ticket from Afro Nation, so that those who have those who have tickets can resell without having to compete with Afro Nation. Well. That's um, something of them, redacted of them. Yeah, big up, um, big up Afro Nation. So basically, what what they've tried to do is they've tried to forego um, UK laws um, because obviously Afro Nation is in Portugal, even though it's a UK. I believe it's a UK company anyway, because uh, um, so they've tried to go through Portuguese Portuguese laws, and recently there's been a decree. Uh, the Creed Law in Portugal, which has basically said, um, and I can read it word for word, mm. um, support events which are postponed due to COVID-19 restrictions to uh, restrictions to reschedule to a future date. Um, 
that doesn't read well in English, but whatever. The rescheduled show must take place within one year from the date originally planned. It is necessary to replace, if it is necessarily to replace the ticket for the rescheduled show due to a change of location, date or time, the customer will not incur any additional costs. If the show is rescheduled, the final consumer is not entitled to return the ticket. Essentially, Portuguese... Who is the, who is the source again that you read that from, sorry? Um, this is Portuguese law. The Portu- law. Okay. Uh, you can you can get it from the Fest Ticket website or you can Brilliant. just Google it. Um, but the, it's Decree Law number 10-1-2020. Uh, um, but essentially what the Portuguese have tried to do, and I think they've done it in Belgium as well and some other places, is to protect uh, companies, um, festivals, etc. They've put something in place to say, hey, you don't have to give refunds. You can hold on to your ticket as long as the event is rescheduled within 365 days refunds are not allowed and afro nation have jumped onto that and said yo guys we're running things through portuguese law today a lot of people in the uk have then noted to them that hey this isn't legal here so a lot of people are getting their refunds back through chargebacks um for anyone that's listening the chargeback is when Essentially, I could explain this wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong, but essentially a chargeback is through your credit card. You don't have to go to the, um, the distributor of who sold you whatever. You're, you're, you'll basically deal with your credit card company and for fraudulent or any sort of them activities and your credit card company will give you back the money. Um, yeah. And then they'll try to seek out the money from uh, the company or, or whatever. So it's kind of like when you have a credit card, you have a level of insurance and a lot of people are getting their money back that way mm. rather than... Because Afro Nation, well, Smade is there with his sunglasses on, um, with, a suede, with a suede jacket. He ain't, he ain't returning a penny. What, what are you lot's thoughts on, on this and how it's being handled? Desu? Um, personally, I don't think... Afro Nation has handled this well from the beginning. I think um, the end result, obviously, is not ideal, but I think the end result would have been a lot more palatable if their correspondence and their comms had been clear, um, understanding, and consistent from the beginning. So when, obviously, when COVID hit the streets and then everybody's now worrying, um, some of the other festivals were quite, they are more transparent in what was going on. For example, Wyler said, Okay, until the government changes things, we're still going ahead as planned. So, like, I checked this. Remember, we did we did a podcast a few weeks ago. Where we spoke about all this. Um, so, when, so that's when I looked at all the people, all the different um, major events, and seen how they've been communicating. So, and also, I think obviously there's a those issue if they change their policy up as well. Mm. And when people were tweeting them and stuff like that, they didn't make any public statement regarding this. They just kept on promoting the event, like like Corona didn't happen <laughs> do you know like that and tomato was being kind of cheeky as well yeah and, and and that's another issue obviously um so one of the um the founders of afro nation he is quite public in his affiliation and he's um what's it called and his role in afro nation so naturally when you be, he become attached to the brand and you become almost a face of the business and when you're a face of the business it has its pros and cons yeah you get all the accolades and all the goodwill but when things go wrong people are going to naturally look to you mm. for answers and how you conduct yourself. Even if you're conducting yourself as um, Joe Bloggs a person, people are going to see this is Joe Bloggs a person. They're going to see it as 
Afro Nation responding. Yeah. So when you're saying chat shit get blocked, yeah, and just mm. being quite abrasive, obviously oh, he's probably he said that as well. Yeah, but I'm sure he's getting a lot of abusive messages, so he probably just got a bit, you know what I mean, rattled or just a bit irritated and had enough of it. Not all the messages, I'm sure, would have been positive. That's going to look like Afro Nation aren't taking it seriously because of the way you, the face of the brand, is now acting. So I think that's why they're not getting the benefit of doubt from the consumers because they're not getting a professional experience. Like, imagine, like, you had orders with, I don't know, like, Adidas, and then there's... the CEO of Adidas, who's bare attached to the brand, or Kanye is like, chat shit, get blocked. You're like, my, my G, where's my Yeezys, blood? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so I, think, I think that's been the main issue. So I think I haven't been impressed with how they've handled it. Like, if your communication has been on point, like, yo, guys, as it stands, the event is still happening. Until the government say otherwise, it's all happening. Here's our terms and conditions. Do you know who you should take some tips from on a on a Twitter on a Twitter level? Elon Musk. No, what? Yeah, I would. I, you know why, right? Because look at the thing that Elon Musk put out. I found this interesting. He knows he basically knows he's not supposed to start um, production again. But Elon Musk said Tesla is restarting production today against Alam. I want to read it as Alameda, but it's not. <laughs> Alameda County rules. I will be on the line with everyone else. If everyone is arrested, arrested, I ask that it is only, it is that it's only me who's arrested. The thing is, when you make it look like when you decide to be the face of a business and then the business goes wrong and you basically turn your back, it's like you've turned your back to both the business and the people, and that's what it's currently looking like right now. Especially when you're like, I'm still my own person, whatever. Like. Mm. Uh, Sun sunglasses, whatever they call it, to the haters can't see y'all, can't see y'all. But when you're just like, do you know what? You come with a bit of like, it's it's you when you when you run a business, it's supposed to be a service to others. Right. And right. when it, when that changes, and you basically say, "Peace up," um, it, it feels like you're it feels like you're shitting on them. Facts. I th- I think um, Smade has made this way too personable. I think the behaviors of Afro Nation have been the behaviors of Afro Nation have been very much that of matter of fact, and I I genuinely question if they either a have a PR team, b listen to their PR team, see if their PR team is competent. Um, reason being is matter of fact isn't what grows your brand. For instance, um, a lot of companies can get away with doing things that are matter of fact. Um, Don't have to give out any sort of level of generosity or show any level of grace. These are the actions that differentiate a lot of companies from others. Um, Even if you look at the basics of, okay, did a lot of companies have to donate during um, this crisis? Um, No, they didn't. However, as bad as it sounds, them doing a good thing, um, positively affected their brand image, even though they're losing a hell of a lot of money right now. I think the thing with Afro Nation is from appearance, because I'm not in the meetings, from appearance, what it looks like is Smade or whoever's in charge said, we don't have to pay them. We don't have to give them back the money. Okay, we don't give them back the money. We don't have to say anything. Okay, we don't say anything. We don't have to honor um, our clients by even having a conversation with them or being respectful. There was a time when... Um, when Afro Nation came out, I basically, I think it was the first time they implied they weren't giving back money. And I think Smay tweeted, Afro Nation is trending, love heart eyes. Um, and everyone was like, yo, 
why you didn't have to do that. I can't remember exactly what the resp- what that was in too, but like these are things you don't have to do. Like, which is why I always think if you are someone who is very volatile, um, making yourself the face of any business is is horrendous. You see it a lot. People try to say it's it's a black business thing, but I think it's just in general people that are highly emotional and are connected to their business. They take um, the amount of insults people might see online about Adidas, Nike, etc. But these companies don't respond because they don't feel they don't feel a need to make socials their um, their space for venting. But if you make yourself the face of a business and you're that volatile, it's it's never going to be positive. Yeah, I hear you on that. Wahana. Um, oh, I kind of want to move on, but in a more of a positive light. Um, I guess Nigo, this is this is more you. NS ten verse ten. I, I, so who I think you you tweeted about this, but um, and our reactions. Who's who's currently uh, coming up? Does anyone know? Because I'm I'm enjoying from a distance, wondering who's gonna who's gonna. I know the se- the season's done. What? The se- first season's done. Oh, do we know when it's coming back? I mean, oh second man, second season soon land. Second season soon land, but oh, it's lit. Yeah, them men have done something. Uh, like them, them men have been amazing. From they even had Ayo stressed yeah. out the other day. Uh, uh, with with what battle? Hang tight, NS ten verse ten. With what battle was it that this you got stressed on? I uh, bet Rick, it was Ross. Rick Ross. Oh, absolute abomination! <laughs> the little yeah, Wayne yeah. suits were absolute ass. Like little Wayne won like two rounds max. That was a joke thing. But yeah, NS ten v ten is sick, man. Yeah. It's so sick. Shout out the hosts. They're really good. Yeah. Again, shout come out on, them. like it's such a good vibe, and the fact that you got like. A big community of people listening to music, enjoying, like reminiscing on good times, in, especially in, in these type of times when, like, Corona is outside. Do you know what I mean? So, in, in such a short time as well, because I remember when it started, um, when it started, uh, obviously Scully Henry. I think I think the first battle I tuned into was Lillian versus someone, and I can't remember that. No, no, no. Before that, I think it was Huss versus Funds. But I think there was a battle the week before that. I think it might have been Jay-Z versus Kanye or something like that. And this thing started off as just like a community in-house thing. Again, it goes back to what I said about um, doing things even when you don't have to do can positively affect your brand image. Because the JoJo and the Recess team could have just said, we can't do events right now. Um, we're on break. But what they said is, nah, let's do something in-house just for the people that follow us, the people that know us and care about us. Let's just do something where we have fun we sort of bring a party into people's households for free or whatever and it's 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 paid back immensely like heavy like it it went from a couple like tens of people listening like maybe 40 to like thousands thousands i I went on their youtube page and their youtube page has accumulated over half a million views um yeah so ian wright go on sorry oh ian wright go on um, Ian Wright and Julia Danuga had the, the celeb special on, on the weekend just past. Um, 90s vs. 80s, that to me was the best one so far. Um, and even like the, their timing is, is, is impeccable on, on, on There's No Signal. Uh, Jojo did a, a super album thing where they put together the best possible future album um, with future songs. And then Future, um, I think Future has now announced that you've got an album coming out or something. So the their their timing and, and artistry impeccable. Ten out of ten to them, man. Yeah. 
hang tight hang tight them um you said something that i kind of wanted to touch on um going from in-house to possibly having a massive stake in black urban radio within a month that that's absolutely lit like what they're doing and as you said bringing people joy there's nothing like it but um i'm definitely excited to see where it goes do we happen to have a date of when it's coming back does anyone know no we, I, it's not it's not it's not known as of yet but it's now become a um almost 24-hour radio show so uh, I expect an announcement soon. Didn't they announce that they're becoming a radio show? Did I make that up? No, that's more than likely true, but I, I don't remember it as an announcement. But now they've got uh, a lot. Oloni has got a. Sh- How do I say it? Is it Oloni, right? Oloni. Oloni. Sorry, I'm trying to say it like the um, correct way, is in correct Nigerian way. But um, Oloni has a show on it with uh, Kyle there. I need to tune into that because I saw everyone talking about it on Twitter and it looked lit. Um, so big up to them. Um, um, yeah, like they've got different shows, like different radio personalities coming on, and 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 social media personalities and whatever doing big things. It's literally like the thing that I'm the happiest about with it is it's everyone's been building up their own platform separately, right? So um, Aloni's built up a massive, amazing platform. Carolee's built up a massive platform, just having fun, and um, people have built up these different platforms, and if this comes to fruition, what it looks like is it's a, a unification of all of these massive black platforms into one black radio station. Um, so it's not, it's not one person giving loads of people a shot. It's not loads of people giving one person a shot. It's literally the celebration of a group of people that have amassed a great levels of success. So yeah, big up to them. Man. Yeah. Shout out. So next on the TL3D agenda is lockdown and sorry lockdown easing and furlough extension so people want clarity on how lockdown changes are going to be and this is based in england so here are some key things that i noted um people can exercise as much as they want as well as meet or play from outside their household in a public place but your friend but for example your friend can't come into your garden if they have to come into your house right so it's, it's a bit of a sticky one. Second, the government is still advising people to only use public transport for essential journeys. And some people who can't do their job from home are being, and I have to put this with rabbit ears, whatever they call them, are being encouraged to return to work, but workplaces have to be as safe as possible. Um, Boris Johnson says schools should start should start to go back in June but schools usually close for the academic year in July so I wonder how parents feel about this like what are, what are you lot all thinking um the June thing what his explanation was which I, don't, I think is a trash explanation um his explanation was that they want kids to at least have a month with their teachers before like exams next year or stuff like that mm. um which I, I personally I personally don't agree with the return um, I think, yeah, there's been a lot of changes and before I, I'll just pass it on to Ayo, if everyone goes on my YouTube, I broke it down in spoken word, what, I read the 60 page document and put it in spoken words, so, yeah, run up the views of my YouTube, go on Ayo. Go on me what? What do you think about what Boris said on um, Sunday about lockdown easing because there was a lot of um, confusion and there wasn't much clarity and then now it's somewhat changed. Okay, so... Um... I think he's just not very good at explaining things. That's just uh, that's that's a that's a long and short of it because 
Um, when I explained it, I've I seen that more people seem to get it. So I feel like he's just, he's just, he's just not um, a very, he's not very good at articulating his message at the time. And also, I just think, I don't think he's a good public speaker in general. And there were also rooms for confusion because his messages didn't seem to make sense. So when he spoke about the COVID alert system, which is like there's five different levels. If it's level five, which is the highest level, that means the threat of COVID to the country is very, very high and the lockdown measures will be very, very strict. And if, if it's level one, so the lower the level, the lesser the threats, and obviously the lesser the, the lockdown restrictions. So I thought, and how they determine that is determined by the rate of infection. So that means how likely people who, have, who are infected are to pass it on to other people, plus the number of people that are infected. So I thought that made perfect sense. Where it got dicey is in the step one of having to come out of COVID, which is um, out of lockdown, which is what Bola detailed um, in terms of yeah, if you can go back to work, you should be encouraged to go back to work. But one, bear industries aren't open right now, so that, that that's cap. Okay. Two, like you're talking about, yeah, if your place is going to be safe for COVID, but a lot of places haven't been open, so how do they get up to these COVID um, health and selfie, health and safety standards? They, they, they say they're going to drop 14 M's, but then again, it's just a lot of work for like people, like they, they're dropping money and saying, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but there's only so much human beings could do. That's why mm. some it's like the C-Bill scheme is still a lot of outstanding. There's so much things that these civil servants and government officials are expected to do and deliver, which, is, which isn't their fault, but that's just the nature, of, nature of the of nature of the beast. But yeah, and then even just the message in terms of like what Bola detailed, like you can now go outside and exercise for limited hours, cool. He's saying you can meet one person that's not from your household as long as you social distance then this just leaves up to so much interpretation. For example, like you've had ministers going on different shows just getting pammed left, right, centre, saying different things. Like I think it was on Monday, Dominic Rab went on to three different channels and said a different thing each time. And Sorry. the first thing he said, the press had to come out, I mean, the government had to come out and say, hey, what Dominic Rab said? Yeah, that's not right. And, and he's not any guy, he's a foreign secretary. So when Boris was pammed, he was the acting prime minister. So the issue is like the message isn't clear. So for example, people asking questions like, how can my cleaner come to my house and clean, but my mum can't come and visit me? Surely the, the level of threat is exactly the same because there are two people coming to my house. Facts. And even if they're doing the same job, one's not allowed. So for instance, if my, I don't live with my mum and I don't live with my guardian for my kids, or um, sorry, whatever sort of carer I may have for my children, my carer is allowed to come but my mum's not allowed to come, even if I say I want my mum to care after my kids or my cousin or whatever, whatever. A lot of it, I, I genuinely believe, like, I think there was an interview with someone in, in, um, in the Conservatives with BBC News and they asked them that question, why can, why can carers or, um, no, why can my cleaner come and my mum can't? And the answer was very clear as to what I guess what I've, I thought and a lot of people have thought. The first word that came out of his mouth was, was economy. He was saying, oh, um, it's a tough time for people and cleaners still need to get paid. Um, and basically, I, I think a lot of their decision-making is, is kind of understandably, even though health has to come first, is about keeping the economy running, which is why a lot of people are questioning Boris's intentions. Even I was, I was reading the, the, the document that came out the day after his speech and even his talk about um, 
even in a document about why they're keeping airlines running and what they're doing with airlines. So we went from 150,000 people coming in a day to uh, 15,000 um, to now that, and Boris was talking about we're going to have heavy restrictions in his talk. But when I read the 60-page document, all it, all it basically said was, yeah, we're going to ask people to isolate when they come in. Yeah, it's um, bollocks. They should, they should test on arrival. They should test on arrival or quarantine, enforceably quarantine on arrival. That's, that's, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's literally oh, what asked them to. You know, that could be like, wed, okay. Yeah, li- literally, literally. Like, it's uh, the, the whole document. And if I'm honest with you, w- w- the most repetitive thing in that entire document is the government complimenting themselves. Like, if you was to read through the, 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 the document, they keep saying stuff like, the scientists say we would have been worse off if we didn't do this two weeks ago that we did. Yeah, it's um, propaganda. It's like, they're, that's, they're, they're good at that, and they're very good at that, and that, and I think that's one of the main reasons why most governments tend to be a conservative government. Also, I, I don't think that people in this country have grasped that this country is naturally conservative in ideals, hence why, outside Tony Blair, we've had one Labour government since the 1970s, and that Labour government, <laughs> almost made the country broke so there's obviously there's that with it and I think like even when their last election I know it's a bit off topic but they're very good at having a consistent message so last election you asked Boris Johnson yo Boris what's for lunch do you know what I'm thinking of baked beans and Brexit Brexit <laughs> is the reason da, 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 da. and same thing with and same thing with and literally anything you ask him it got to a point where like even in the debates like Jeremy Corbyn and then and the uh, mediator will actually start laughing because they're like Boris, you can't talk about Brexit. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about the environment. You'd be like, yeah, I understand CO two, but Brexit, like <laughs> same thing with this pandemic. They have been talking about there's a reason why they're using the NHS because NHS is the country absolutely loves it. So they're like protect NHS everywhere they every time they could do something, they're linked to NHS. So they repeat their message of propaganda and it makes it seem like they know what they're doing, they're focused on really they're, they're really truly they are changing the narrative. They in my opinion, and I'm and I like to believe that I'm very objective. They have been nothing but incompetent for this whole thing. Abysmal, bro. Yeah, incompetent the whole thing. But I do like to push back on like many of our listeners, what people say, and them saying, "Oh, they care about the economy too much." No, because many of you were too young in 2008. You don't understand the country, the world. Sorry, let me repeat: the world was done out. This. Is ten it's times worse. Worse, worse. Yeah, so much worse. Was a subprime mortgage crisis. I'm not going to bore you with the specifics of what that is. This, so that's like the financial sector going tits up and it's pammed everybody. It's this, worse. Nobody like, is outside. There is no yeah, money. Yeah. There's no oil going around, fam. Nobody's selling. <laughs> nobody's buying. Nobody's producing. Factories are shut down. You see what I'm saying? So these are the words from someone who is a tax partner at one of the big four financial services. She said. This is about to be potentially the biggest recession in 100 years. That's facts. If facts. you are not 150, don't come and talk to me. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's going to be nuts. Like, everybody needs to be pound wise instead of, pen, instead of penny wise, pound foolish. Now is the time to count your coins and to understand and obviously to listen to the last three digits. <laughs> That's quite sick. Nice no, fact. Um, but yeah, so that's the reason why like people don't understand, yeah, we have to prioritize health. We have to. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying we don't. I believe what I believe is, and I think we're the government, I'm not saying that I'm smarter than the government, although I might be judging by their actions and what they say. <laughs> because these these men are dumb. Like would, would you ever be a would you ever be willing to be a politician in this country? The thing is, I don't think I'll survive because I'm not listening. If you tell me to vote for something, I'm saying I'm saying no. 
Okay. Just saying, like, yeah, so I don't think I'll survive. And also, if I'm, talk- if I'm talking, you're talking in the House of Commons, I'm trying to suck your mum. So, um, <laughs> like, but no, but jokes aside, like, the problem is, like, you can, prior- you can try to get the economy back on scale at the same time being very, very cautious of health. And I was tweeting the other day, this is, how, this is how I think you can do it. One, you can't say everybody go back to work because the work at age is from 16 to 65. The, the evidence is clear that age is the biggest determinant and variable in how badly you get hit with COVID. So 50-year-olds 50 year, 50 shouldn't be rolled out, excuse me, back to workplace at the same rate as 20-year-olds. It's insane. So I believe that we should have been like under 40s, under 35s maybe, should have been allowed to go back to work, especially and those who don't live with vulnerable people. So let's say you're professional, you're in a working house, you don't live with like a, somebody with diabetes, or you don't live with somebody that's old, you should be allowed to go to work and make sure your work is palatable. At the same time, there has to be the, te- the NHS app that tests and tracks, I mean, that tracks speak things has to be active. You should, we should be testing everybody, not just people who are very, very ill. The government has to reach a target of 200,000 tests per day. So people out on the streets, they're getting tested regularly. And if you've been tested and if you've had COVID and you've bus case, you get a certificate so you can go back on the street. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> that way, that way we know who's on the streets, who's being COVID, we're testing and, and we're, we're testing and tracking who has COVID and informing anybody who's been in contact with the last two or three weeks and that we can contain a virus while still gradually letting people out in phases. You can't just let them man them out. And also as Bola and Nigo mentioned, you're not locking down borders. So yeah. I, I can come from China fresh with an absolute mazine, go to work, and guess what? We're back to square one again. Because remember, coronavirus started one person. Yeah? Facts. Three, four months later, more than two million people, more than, no, more than four million people have been affected with it. I worry, I worry that the system they've put in place is, is more of a step back than, than a step forward, particularly, especially with, I, I believe... I hope not, but it, I I worry that the R rate is going to grow higher. For anyone else, for if, anyone else listening, if you, if you looked at Eddie before you go, Nigo, if you no no you go, you need to explain R rate first. That makes sense. Yeah, if you if anyone that doesn't know what the R rate is, R rate is uh, I think it's I think the word stands for uh, rep- reproductory or something like that. But basically, what it means is on average, how many people do you pass on the disease to if you have it? And obviously, you lower that um, by making people more cautious. So by that, what I mean is by the, because it takes, I think on, on average, it takes about five days for you to start showing symptoms. And in that five days, if you're not cautious, you could pass it on to however many people, if you're not, you know, at home or being two meters apart, social distancing or whatever. And that's, that's, that's even if you're not asymptomatic. If you're asymptomatic, you won't even know that you've got it. Yeah, facts. You could pass on to other people. So one of the last, one of the last things that um, I kind of wanted to touch on, but maybe we could touch on this a little more next week um, with a little more information, because I'd like to do some further investigating is the furlough extension, which has been announced that the coronavirus job retention scheme, aka furlough, will continue until the end of October um, because of time. Um, maybe that's something we can definitely touch about touch on next week but on a lighter note i wanted to ask you both two questions first question have you contacted no. your barber no i said no i think i was supposed to be asleep no i haven't i spoke to my barber at like um 11 p.m two nights ago okay that lets me know i need to contact my braid lady um yeah. two have you bought a face mask no no i got i got bally's Okay, that's a whole different podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, shout outs, uh, notices, 
before we finish, obviously shout out NS10 verse 10, shout out Afro Nation. Anything else we want to shout out? Shout out everybody who's actually sending us email and things like this, things like that. We yeah, send it. Shout out everyone emailing us. Um, send in your emails, and you never know. You could be the the conversation of the podcast, or even just a question that we answer. Like we're trying to, um, yeah, we we've all come together to try and not give advice, but as much information as possible. Um, and you could inspire the information that we give. So please send us an email at three digits pod at gmail.com bam and hashtag tl3d youtube last three digits spotify apple music all of them things hit us up man yeah what did you do the twitter instagram youtube you did it all it's lit our our instagram is the last number three digits i don't know why i made it sound like that the last three digits with the number three Make sure you follow us. We uh, we appreciate all our listeners. Um, also, random, but shout out to Twitter co-founder and CEO Jack Dorsey, who announced all employees can work from home forever. This information comes from CBS, CBS News. That's it's, it's so lit. We need and more. yo, guys, if you enjoy our podcast, tell people about it, man. Tell people about like tweet about it. Post it on the Instagram if you want hashtag us to tl 3 d That is the Facts. easiest and quickest hashtag. We understand that we we give this at the end, but hashtag tl 3 d Please let us know how you feel about it, Facts. like in any way or form. We appreciate oh, you. Facts, man. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Sure. Sure. True. Sure.